This is Hope FM. Now, for some of us who don't really uh, know, uh, please could you give the background to how and why the post of the Dorset Police and Crime Commissioner was created? I think it's been going for about eight years. We've had two lots of four years, haven't we? Uh, so the Police and Crime Commissioner role actually started in 2012, so it's nine years now. Right. Um, and the role was created to primarily be the public voice uh, back into policing, uh, to work to set the budget for policing and create something what's called the Police and Crime Plan, which is the strategy that the police will work to for the Police and Crime Commission's term of office uh, and to hold the uh, force to account for their performance in relation to that strategy, as well as uh, national initiatives for crime prevention and detection as well. Mm. So it's quite a vast role across the whole of Dorset. It is, isn't it? Um, why are you standing with the post? What, what, what sort of gave you that option and thought, well, actually, yep, yeah, I'm going to go for it? Well, I'm, I'm, I feel I'm really privileged. I've had a great career spanning over 25 years now across um, multiple facets of the crime and security world, ranging from being the military, I was in the Grand Air Guards, the Metropolitan Police for nearly 14 years. And I've spent uh, nearly the last decade in the private sector managing crime security for multiple um, large organisations across mm. the United Kingdom, and I currently run a security company. So for me, I saw it as a culmination of, of, of my career, uh, and I mm. simply want to bring all of those experiences together for the benefit of the people of Dorset as your next police and crime commissioner. Okay, thank you very much. Um, in terms of priorities, in terms of tackling crime, unfortunately, uh, we live in a uh, an area that's relatively low crime rates, although we do obviously have added certain challenges. Um, now, I guess we, we turn to antisocial behaviour. Um, that crime, some see it as, you know, a little bit of low level, but actually the distress it causes to the individual involved is quite intense. What would be your crime strategy to tackle antisocial behaviour? Absolutely. I mean, first of all, I think it's worth talking about antisocial behaviour itself. Mm. So it actually happens in three ways, uh, nuisance, environmental uh, or personal. And there are many elements that make it up, you know, go all the way from sort of um, littering, fly tipping, all the way up to, you know, potentially even throwing fireworks around or making noise. Mm. Um, so it's multifaceted, non- many societal issues. And the responsibility statutorily actually sits between the local authorities and policing. So uh, my strategy here is to bring all of our partners together and create a Pandorset anti-social behaviour unit. So that means both of our local councils with dual funding, dual resources, and policing as a keystone together to support uh, better intelligence capture, partner patrolling and briefing mm. across the daytime business um, and our communities, linking in the security resources that are already there. So our CSAS officers that already patrol across Dorset, mm-hmm. a bit of partner patrolling with them to also then conduct live needs assessments of our vulnerable persons, the homeless, or our persistent addicted offenders who are on our streets every day to try and break those cycles with those people. So antisocial behaviour, all those bits, that's why I see it being managed simply. Uh, as, as part of a strategy. I mean, talking of that and sort of leading on, um, the role of PCSOs, now I think it was Norfolk uh, a few years ago decided to um, get rid of them. Um, some people see them as policing on the cheap. Uh, what is your view on community policing and the role of PCSOs within Dorset? So PCSOs are a key part of the policing family. Um, so it's obviously not just PCSOs, it's PCSIs as well, so there's police community support investigators. Mm-hmm. Uh, and they all make up the wider fabric of the policing family. Uh, and as policing numbers increase, and I intend to in, you know, further policing numbers, that will include our, our policing staff members as well, because they're a part of that structure. So they're very much here to stay um, if you are successfully um, elected. Um, what would you say are the major challenges we face here in Dorset 
in 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 terms of crime um does, and do you think do you see a difference between if you like rural parts of dorset more where i live uh, rather than the bcp conurbation so first of all crime never goes away yeah, crime crime evolves uh, and, and in covid it's done that demonstrably and you've already touched on antisocial behavior mm. you know that has <clears throat> increased during covid because we've all been trapped together in sort of a melting pot and not been able to move very far um, so clearly I've already spelled out what I'd like to do about that. The other elements that concern me are hidden harms. So you know, because we've been indoors, we've, we've transacted more online, and that's from an education, from a shopping, and from a, an engagement with the public. And that creates other risks such as paedophilia online and fraud. Um, so I think any PCC worth their salt being elected needs to face into those elements. And then I also need to touch on domestic abuse and sexual assault. Um, potentially there are many victims out there who have been affected by these awful crimes, you know, mm. potentially from coercive, violent or, or sexual assault, and been locked indoors with the suspect who's, who's conducted these offences and may not have had an opportunity to report it. And that could also affect many children being vulnerable uh, as well. So, you know, I think all PCCs have strategies, but as we come out of COVID, for me, they're the key things mm. that need to be faced into, as well as the potential budget risks of, you know, the UK is wholly dependent on our charity sector and they provide a lot of support in crime security management um, and I think you know the next PCC will also have to support our critical friends to make sure there is no cessation of key services that support victims and witnesses throughout our county. What about the differences because uh, I think there are differences aren't there between um, the types of crime that happens more in rural crime to absolutely. sort of the more the more urban crime and, and how would you bring those together? Absolutely so first of all there's, there's an educational piece around our rural communities and this is making sure that people who live in the conurbation understand some of the basics like the countryside code um dog bothering you know um well uh, animal bothering by dogs uh, and ensuring that we all look after our countryside we don't damage crops we don't bother animals we close gates and, and we're respectful to mm. our you know farm rural community who are effectively you know the, the, the farmland and intelligent businesses of, of our county um, beyond that as well, there are other things that we need to think about um, in the rural community. We need to support um, the challenges they have. So, you know, they're modern, complex businesses and associated crime needs are vast, ranging from asset theft, um, sort of track to GPS, etc., um, hair coursing, ramblers. Uh, and I think the PCC needs to have an open-door policy with the rural community to make sure we're listening and engaging and promoting rural watch agendas because potentially urban offenders could be rural offenders and mm. vice versa uh, and linked in with organised criminality as well especially the theft of um, agricultural yeah. machinery absolutely um now in terms of um misuse of drugs um obviously that we do have a, an issue here um across dorset but i think particularly in the bcp uh conurbation and, and, and other areas um we think of county lines and we think of all the the criminality and that is associated i mean there are statistics isn't there that you know um you know, one drug deal has often so many burglaries that are involved in that uh, what would be your plan to reduce the misuse of drugs and the resulting crime from that if you like that industry H how would you tackle that so that, again th there's many tiers to, to tackling drugs so if we start at the bottom first of all the users and this type of users the social users and addicted offenders Social users, users require education and understanding of what they're doing. One is unlawful, but potentially may harm their health and have long-term impacts. So that's starts in our schools by, you know, talking to our young people, our leaders of tomorrow, to make sure that they understand the risks that they face by being engaged with drug abuse. 
you then got your persistent offenders. 70% of all shop theft in the UK is deemed to be committed by people addicted to Class A drugs mm. or psychoactive substances. So, you know, many of those offenders have been arrested multiple times. Um, so that demonstrates to me that repeatedly arresting them isn't the answer. Mm. Uh, so the review of um, maybe enforced rehabilitation with a view to community resettlement um, to try and break offending cycles have been involved in many projects around the country and have supported such things that have been greatly successful. But that takes the will and desire and culture uh, to make change there. And that, in turn, should provide enough space um, by increasing police numbers and visibility for our officers to conduct great community community engagement to build better trust with communities Mm. to capture better intelligence with you to then proactively targeting those who, you know, import and deal our drugs on our street. And that, you know, those individuals obviously need um, to go through the criminal justice system. Thank you. Now, um, the previous post holder was independent. In fact, I think they did two terms. Um, and we have here on Hope FM spoken to all the uh, the current candidates of representing the four different political parties that have stood. Uh, your standing is independent. Um, why do you think some people, have, why should we politicise the role? Or, or I guess you're going to say, well, it should be independent anyway. Well, it's, it's, it's a, bit of a bit of an odyssey, really, because when you're voting for a PCC, you're not voting for a party voting for an individual so my my request of the dorset listeners your listeners and the dorset people um are to you know vote for the right person vote for the person with the right experience so get to know them read their cvs understand their histories understand what they're going to deliver for you to make sure that their pledges have teeth and that they have the capability knowledge to deliver it as well as can cognitively explain their decisions to you the community um and for me, I think having the, the vast experience of, of I have is key to that role. Okay. Um, looking forward, uh, Dan, uh, you know, if you're successful, what do you think the police force, or what, how would Dorset Police look like in the next five, ten years? Well, I'd like to think um, greater visibility, and I'd also like to rehumanise our officers. I think the press have given our officers a really rough time in the last year um, with all the, the protests and issues that we faced uh, during COVID. Um, I, I would very much like to see our police officers being uh, back out on the street, engaging with our communities. And I really want to you know, make mm. sure that my manifesto puts Dorset people at the back of the heart of policing through greater collaboration and, and visibility. Um, turning to access to the police, uh, I think, you know, sometimes it's so frustrating, you know, you're, you're dialing the, the, the helpline numbers, you see that many local police stations closed, uh, where I live, the local police station is closed, um, I think a winter police station is open but not open to the public, if you see what I mean. Um, any strategies in terms of, uh, I guess, improving access to the police and in terms of closing police stations, what's your policy? Uh, my policy is quite simple. It's one, we need to review the state that we have. As you increase police numbers, you've got to have somewhere to put them. Um, so we've got to make sure that we've got the right level of a state based on demand. Um, and some police stations have closed over the last you know, two terms of office, and that's not a criticism of, the, you know, of Martin Underhill. That's because he's had to because the budget's been cut by central government. Um, so as numbers increase, I think we need to review the estate's strategy with a view to making sure we've got officers in the right place, and whether that's mobile police stations, whether that's, you know, using empty retail space in our high street, so there is a home for police officers in our um, high street locations to make them more accessible to the public. What I'm saying is that, you know, there are options, and I think they need to be sensibly looked at within the confines of the budget to deliver the right um, footprint for our residents. Great, thank you. Um, Now, in terms of um, ourselves, um, we are 
can all play our part in making, um, I guess, your job easier. What can we do as a community to help reduce crime and support the local police and, and your role? Uh, the most important thing the public can do is report crime. Um, if you see a crime, report it. I know 101 can be frustrating. It does drive call abandonment. Um, then obviously there are many other ways of reporting crime, and I intend to further those, especially for the vulnerable, uh, and to make the, the 101 system more efficient. So my pledge is to do that, and I'd request that Dorset residents um, report crime as much as possible, because if, if you don't report crime, we don't know about it. And if policing doesn't know about intelligence uh, or crimes that are taking place, they then can't put resources in the right place. Mm. Um, so for me, report crime. Make sure you you know follow the basics, crime prevention, keep your house secure, don't leave vulnerable items in your on show in your vehicles. Um, and if you're out in our rural communities, shut gates, stick to paths, keep your dog on a lead where you need to, um, to make sure we're looking after our, our rural communities. So in a nutshell, that's what I believe I'd like the public to do to help support, reduce crime and report intelligence um, or criminality if they see it. This is Hope FM.